Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And on today's show, we are breaking down the 2022 Tennessee Titans schedule. We got the full list of games from week one all the way to week 18. I'm going to go through the entire schedule Game by game, we're going to look at not only what I like about the schedule, what I don't like about the schedule, talk about the Titans' primetime games, and I'll give my first ever 2022 win-loss prediction for the Tennessee Titans. All of that and much more on a Friday schedule recap edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Titans fans. It is my 2022 schedule reaction podcast. I'm going to recap the Tennessee Titans schedule game one through week 18. Tell you guys where the buy is, what primetime games the Titans have. Just going to be completely analyzing the schedule. What's good for the Titans, what's bad for the Titans, and there is a mix of both. And then stick around for the end of the show where I'll be making my first ever 2022 win-loss prediction for the Titan season. I am hyped to dive into tonight's show. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content on all platforms and always free. And that includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when the content goes live and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. You can follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. You can follow the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. Again, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, nearly 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic and a certified film junkie and tapehead as well. But let's dive into the schedule. Number one, and if you guys were watching my schedule preview episode from yesterday, then you'll know that my ideal week one matchup for the Titans was home against the New York Giants. And by God, that is exactly what we got. So called that one, pretty happy there. I like starting out against New York, and I'll get into that in our second segment when I talk about my likes and dislikes for the schedule. But let's make sure we go through every game. Week two, as a lot of us already knew and was leaked early, the Titans are going to be at the Buffalo Bills on Monday night football in week two. And in this uh, collection of games, the Titans got four primetime games in 2022. I got to tell you guys, uh, and it's not the Titans versus Jacksonville Thursday night football games that we got for a few years. There is real respect from the NFL for the Tennessee Titans to put them on primetime this many times. Yes, Kevin points out in the chat, four primetimes is solid. Not only that, but with the potential to get flexed later on in the year. You never know. That game against the Chargers, if Jacksonville is better than some people are expecting, maybe that's an interesting game at the end of the year. Who knows? So four primetime games up front, though, like you guys are saying, great stuff. Got to be happy about that. But that first primetime game at Buffalo, Monday Night Football, 
Week two, the Titans always play Buffalo well. That should be a good game. Week three, at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Two playoff teams from last year. That'll be a fun game. Week four, the Titans start their division slate. They're on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. And I know you guys are going to ask, that is the game, the first game of the year that I will be going to. As a lot of you guys know, I'm from mid-Ohio. Very easy. Takes me about an hour and a half to get over Indianapolis. I go to that game every single year. So week four, that'll be a fun game to go to against Indianapolis. Week five, Titans continue to be on the road against the Washington football team. I find it funny that they play the Colts and then they go play Carson Wentz, the former Colts quarterback. Then the Titans get a bye in week six. I'll dive more into that in a second, but I'm sure you guys can hear my tone. Not great. Not great. Then the Titans go on the uh, quite the run. I mean, 11 straight weeks here of football leading into the playoffs. Week seven, at home against Indianapolis. Going to be a tough game. Week eight, on the road against Houston. Then the murderer's row begins. Week nine, at the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. Week 10, coming home to play the Denver Broncos, the new and improved Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos. Then week 11, on the road, short week, Thursday night football in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Against the Packers. Then you come home and you play the AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals in week 12. That, oh man. And then you go on the road again for the third time in five weeks and you play the Philadelphia Eagles in the A.J. Brown revenge game. Man, those five games. Woo, woo. That's tough. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Drumstar. I'm surprised the Philly game was not primetime. It seemed like a great opportunity to make that a primetime game. And the Titans got a primetime game against an NFC East opponent. I'm surprised they went with someone other than Philadelphia. That seemed like a shoe-in. But moving forward, after that insanely tough five-game stretch, then the Titans get a home game against Jacksonville. Ooh. Ooh. But then late in the season, they got to go on the road the longest trip that they could make to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Then they do get to come back home two weeks in a row, though. You play Houston at home in week 16. You play Dallas on Thursday night football week 17. Then you get 10 days to get ready for the season finale in week 18 against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. So, that's the schedule to recap. Week one, home against the Giants. Week two, on the road, Monday night football against the Bills. Week three, home against the Raiders. Week four, away against the Colts. Week five, away against the Commanders. Week six, bye. Week seven, home against the Colts. Week eight, away against the Texans. Week nine, away against Kansas City. Week 10, home for Denver. Week 11, at Green Bay. Week 12, home for Cincinnati. Week 13, at the Eagles. Week 14, home for Jacksonville. Week 15, on the road for the Chargers. Week 16, at home for the Texans. Week 17, on Thursday night football, at home against the Dallas Cowboys. And then week 18, against Jacksonville on 
the road. So that is the full schedule. Now it's time to get into the analysis. I'm going to break down what I like, what I don't like about it, go over some of the primetime matchups, some of the travel things, all the ins and outs of the schedule, and all the things I think that benefit the Titans, and all the things that I think hurt the Titans. We're going to go over that in just a moment. Before we do, do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. For all the latest odds, news, and developments, including stuff on this year's basketball's playoffs, Major League Baseball season, fights, even next year's NFL's futures, which all of that stuff is going to be hot and heavy this weekend. You can get some really good value on some NFL futures bets, looking at some early lines on some of these games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, thank you for tuning in to my schedule recap episode on the Titans 2022 schedule. We just went game by game from week one all the way to week 18. Now I want to kind of get into my analysis of the schedule, the things that are jumping out to me early on, both good and both bad. Before we get into it, though, I got a couple reminders for you guys. Number one, thank you so much for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. I am going to be putting out Monday through Friday free Tennessee Titans content all year long. Make sure you subscribe and stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast all year round. Also, make sure you guys drink your water today, okay? Hit the water. It's getting hot. It's summertime. Stay hydrated. Be healthy. Drink some water. Yes, you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Drink some water. Yes, exactly. Thank you all. Now, let's move into my analysis here, and I'm going to go in chronological order again. I don't want to bounce around a little bit too much. Uh, you're right about that, e, uh, EA. Buffalo, Raiders, Indy, tough stretch. That is a pretty tough stretch, no lie. But, again, I love starting out against the New York Giants at home. Number one, it's a home game. Didn't help the Titans last year. I get that. But, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. We know the Titans have a good pass rush. That's not going to change from year to year. Number two, Brian Dable took over as head coach and Wink Martindale took over as defensive coordinator. And I would rather, I think they're those are both very good coordinators of their side of the ball. And I would rather play the Giants early than play them late when they get more comfortable in their new system. So to me, that's hands down. That's a good one for the Titans. I wanted that. That was my ideal week one matchup for the Titans based on what we knew. And I'm glad that's what they got. So the Titans take on the Giants in week one. They need to win that game. Because uh, of what uh, Demonio, Damiano, Damiano, it's EA Damiano. Tell me, let me know, EA Damiano. I think that's what it is. Uh, But with New York being first, the Titans have to win that game. Because again, as Damiano pointed out, on the road against Buffalo on Monday Night Football in week two, then home for the Raiders. Then, at Indianapolis, I mean, that's three playoff-caliber teams. And that's a tough stretch early in the season. So getting that win against the Giants week one will be crucial, in my opinion, for the Titans. So they get that win. 
against the Giants. Let's hope. Then, like I said, Buffalo, Raiders, Indy, tough. Then you go at Washington, which I think should be a game the Titans should win. But then the next thing, week six, the bye, the Titans getting their bye that early in the year. Yes, playoff caliber. Correct. That's what I said because they're not all playoff teams, but I think they are. Uh, the Titans play the Eagles week 13, JJ. I'll get there. But having the bye at week six sucks, guys. There's no way around it. It's too early in the season. That leaves you too many weeks in a row. I mean, if the Titans went to the Super Bowl, they would have to go. That's 11 weeks plus the wild card, plus division, plus conference championship, then the Super Bowl. I mean, the Titans would have to play 15 to 16 weeks straight of tough physical football to make it to the playoffs. That is that is tough. That is tough sledding to have your buy that early. But here is one good thing. I just said a negative. I'll follow it up with a positive. Having the buy before you play Indianapolis is crucial because if the Titans lose in Indianapolis in week five or in week four, that means it is absolutely necessary, 100% must win game for the Titans to win week seven at home against Indy. So to have a bye week before that, when it could be a must win for the Titans if they lose in Indy in week four, having the bye before Indy is a blessing, even if the bye is way too early overall. That sucks, man. There's no way around it. Bye in week six sucks. The guys aren't tired enough to need a bye at that moment of time, and it's so early that they don't get that necessary break late in the season for the home stretch. Got to tell you guys, I, d- I don't like that. I don't like that. But there there is some hope here, and I'll get into it. So, playing Indy in Week 7, then you get a game on the road in Houston in Week 8. Okay, that's the first half. But then, guys, holy crap. Holy crap, the next five games. It's, it's just like last year. It's just like last year. You had Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, Indy, uh, the Rams. Here you go. Here's the toughest stretch of the year. Week 9 at Kansas City on Sunday night football. Big one. Big one. But at Kansas City, so primetime on the road, tough. Both primetime games early. The first two on the road, tough. Then, after you play Kansas City who's one of the best teams in the NFL every year. Then you come home, but you play Denver. And the Broncos could be a freaking good team, man. And they're going to be physical at minimum. The Broncos are going to be a physical football team. So you play Kansas City at Kansas City late on Sunday night. You come home, you play a super physical game against Denver. And then you got to go on the road and play a short week game against the Packers on Thursday night football. I mean, that those three games in a row right there... At KC, home for Denver, on the road, short week, Thursday night football at Green Bay. That is tough, ladies and gentlemen. That is tough. And then the Titans come home, and they do get 10 days. So the Titans have an early bye week, but they have a 10-day break after the Green Bay game. But then they got to play the Super Bowl Cincinnati Bengals again. I mean, when was the last time the Titans beat the Bengals? 2016? 2018? It was 2018. I was there, actually. It was a great game. DeMarco Murray, game winner. It was awesome. But yeah, the Bengals give the Titans trouble. 
And yeah, Jerry Judy got in trouble, but it seems like a, a, a simple thing. Uh, it's a it's about property, not about actual people. Jerry Judy's going to be playing in Week Ten against the Titans, and Denver's going to have their stuff together. It's not going to be like we play them early in the year and they're all new with each other, and they might be without Judy. No, nope, nope. The Titans are going to get the full fledged Denver Broncos. Okay, and then you play Cincy. And after you play Cincy, you go on the road and play Philly, who's going to have a certified reason to take that game seriously. And so want the Titans. So want the Titans. But still, that's a tough game at Philadelphia. It's not just going to be another game. Why are we going back to Green Bay? Uh, I believe, if I'm not wrong here, the the Green Bay game is the Titans, um, when they added the 17th game to the schedule, they're doing interconference games to fill that 17th slot. And Green Bay finished number one uh, in one of the divisions. And the Titans are going to play them. So that's how that works. So they played the number one team in the NFC South from 2019, which was the Saints. Or from 2020, which was the Saints. And then um, after that, they uh, go to the NFC North. So there you go. That's why. Uh, it's the 17th game. Uh, yeah, Titans strength the schedule, 24th. I don't know about that. The strength of schedule stuff is kind of bogus, man. Teams teams change so much from year to year in the NFL and who's good and who's bad. That Strength of schedule from previous year I don't think is, is very accurate. But, yeah, after that tough stretch, the Titans do get a little bit of a breather, we hope, and they get a home game against Jacksonville in Week 14, which is obviously a good thing. Week 15, though, this sucks for the Titans. I wanted their long travel game against the Chargers to either be early in the season or to have the bye directly after that so that after they travel their furthest distance of the year, they get a little bit of a rest. But no, no, they got to go out to L.A. week 15. Travel sucks there, furthest trip. And then they come home week 16, home against Houston. And then week 17, they're home against Dallas on Thursday night football. Love that primetime matchup. I wish that game was against the Eagles, but not against Dallas. Not because I'm scared of Dallas in any way, but just because I think it would have been cool to play Philly on uh, Thursday night football. Uh, But again, after you play Thursday night football, you get a 10-day break before you have to play Jacksonville in week 18 to end the season. So if the Titans go into a win-in-your-end scenario, Winner takes all one game scenario in week 18. They're going to be doing it off 10 days rest. So I do like that. So just recapping, I like New York early. The stretch up at Buffalo versus Las Vegas at Indy is tough early on in weeks two through four. Uh, having the bye week, week six sucks, but at minimum, it's before the home game against Indianapolis, which could be a must win game. So, 10 days of, or so a full bye week of rest there before you got to play Indy and what could be a must win at home. That's crucial. Uh, week nine through week 13 at KC, home for Denver, at Green Bay on Thursday night football, home for Cincy, at Philadelphia. That's a freaking wicked stretch right there, mates. Uh, week 14, though, to end that stretch of games with a home game against Jacksonville, having the furthest travel they got to do with the Chargers in week 15 late. That sucks. Um, I do want to say that out of the last five games of the year, having three of those games be against Jacksonville and Houston, I like that. Uh, their last primetime game of the year may be a Thursday night football game, but it's at home against Dallas. You get 10 days break before you head into your week 18, what could be a win and end game against Jacksonville. So, 
some of the good, some of the bad. That early buy sucks, but the Titans get two 10-day breaks with two Thursday night football games late in the year. Now, the other side of that argument is, of course, they have to play two Thursday night games on short rest in the second half of the season, but you got to take the good with the bad. So those are my takeaways. Those are the primetime games, the good and the bad from the schedule. I talked about the games 1 through 18, week 18 at the beginning of the show. Just went over my highlights. Now I am going to get into my first of the year win-loss prediction for the Tennessee Titans. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about the best-tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bars. You get uh, incredible taste and incredible flavor, the peanut butter brownie, the salted uh, caramel, the white chocolate cheesecake. They have puff bars. They have crunch bars, all absolutely delicious and all covered in 100% real chocolate. Not only that, but you get all the health benefits that you want from a protein bar as well. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Make sure you guys go to Built.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Titans fans, we are going to cap off my 2022 schedule recap edition of the Locked On Titans podcast going over my final, or final, first win-loss prediction for the Titans. Again, this is my initial prediction. I don't want everybody freaking out. This is the initial one, just going off the schedule that I saw 30 minutes ago. I'm going to change before the end of the season, and I see how the team is doing. Or before the beginning of the season, I mean. So, everyone relax. But win-loss prediction. Before I get into it, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. It's Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms. I actually host the Thursday show of the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, getting all your Titans news here with me. Get all your national news with the Locked On NFL podcast. Pair that with the Locked On Titans podcast. And you got your morning winner. But let's dive into my win-loss prediction. I'm going to go week by week. Week by week here. And actually, a little peek behind the curtain for you guys. I'm going to pull my notes page down. Here you go. I'm going to pull my notes page down. I'm punching the mic. It's a little tight here in my studio area. I'm going to pull my notes down so I can make tallies here. So I keep all my stuff together while I go through this. Number one, week one against the Giants at home. Guys, I said this was my ideal matchup for a reason. There's no way that they can get the ideal matchup that I wanted in week one and me call it a loss. That's a big dub. Titans start out 1-0, baby. That's what I got. 1-0. Titans beat the New York Giants. Although I got to tell you right now, the opening line on that is about 6.5 points. If you're a smart gambler, you're going to hit the Giants at 6.5 because that line is going to go down to about 4, 3.5 by the time the season actually rolls around. So you can get some good value on that. Uh... But moving forward, Buffalo, Monday Night Football Week 2. Guys, I know we play Buffalo well, but it's time. It's time for things to swing back the other way. And I'm going to give the Titans a loss on Monday Night Football against Buffalo. I know they play Buffalo well, but Buffalo remembers that they play Buffalo well. And I just think the Titans are a worse team this year than they were last year. And Buffalo's better. So I'm going to give Buffalo the win 
The Titans go to one and one. Home against the Raiders. This is one of the X factor games. I'm going to do more schedule analysis next week. So make sure that you stay locked into the Locked On Titans podcast and subscribe on whatever free platform you decide to because I do think. I do think this is going to be an X-Factor game, and I'm going to go over my X-Factor games later next week. But the Raiders, I'm going to give the Titans a win in that game. I am not convinced that the Raiders' offensive line is super improved, and I think the Titans could take advantage there. Now, they don't have anybody to guard Devontae Adams, and that does worry me. And I know that you guys may be high on Christian Fulton, and I am too, but asking Christian Fulton to play well against DK Metcalf is different than asking Christian Fulton to play well against Devontae Adams. Let's just be honest. So, yeah, you know, JJ, you say if we can beat the Bills and the Raiders back-to-back, it will send a message to the rest of the NFL to watch out. Well, the Titans went 5-0 and in their uh, toughest stretch. Uh, they beat Indy. They beat KC. They beat Los Angeles on the road in primetime. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And what did that mean? The, t- the Titans dominated and sent a message to the NFL. And what did it mean by playoff time? It didn't mean anything. So, I'm sorry, guys. Maybe it's going to be looked at as negative, but my optimism for the season and like the Titans could go 10 and 0 to start the year. And I'm going to tell you they're losing round one of the playoffs. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. I don't trust this team. I don't trust Todd Downing. They're, I don't trust them to win a playoff game. They're simply not good enough to do it. And without AJ, no way. So, you could say they'll send a message to the NFL, but they did that last year. They got the number one seed. They got the bye, and they still choked in round one and only scored 16 points and lost and couldn't even score 20 points for the second year in a row in the first round of the playoffs. Why would anything be a message to the NFL? Guys, the, the makeup is off the pig on the Titans. I hate to tell you it, but the makeup is off the pig. Nobody in the media is going to believe in the Titans this year. They believed in us last year, and we spit in their faces by embarrassing ourselves and pissing down our legs in the first or in the second round of the playoffs. Two years in a row now, the Titans have pissed down their legs and choked in the first round of the playoffs and looked embarrassing. Why would anything be the Titans could go seventeen and zero, and I still wouldn't trust them to win the playoff game, and nobody in the media is going to either. So, sorry, JJ, but. There is no sending a message by the Titans. No one will believe in the Titans no matter what they do this year. And I don't blame them. And I don't blame them. So maybe that's too negative, but take it for what it's worth. People who don't cover the Titans would tell you exactly that. So I'm just keeping it keeping it 100 with you guys. But anyway, I think the Titans beat the Raiders. I say all that to say I think the Titans beat the Raiders. So 2-1, and 2-1 and one for the Titans is what I have them to start. At Indianapolis, I'm going to say that's a loss, guys. And it sucks because I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I go to that game every year. But but I think that's a loss. Uh, Titans had like 27 sacks in that game. Nine sacks, tying a playoff record. AJ and Julio combined for over 200 yards and a touchdown. The Titans offense runs for 140 yards and a touchdown with over four yards per carry. Nine sacks, 200 plus receiving yards from the top two weapons and a touchdown. 140 yards on the ground with four plus yards per carry and a score on the ground, and the Titans still don't win. Tannehill is a choker. Todd Downing is not equipped for his job, and neither of those dudes have moved. So why would I believe the Titans could do anything better? I'm sorry. Uh, Washington football team. I hate the Commanders. I think that's stupid. Stupid name. Should have been the Pigskins, and I'll take that to my grave. But I think the Titans beat Washington. 
I do. I think the Colts were a better infrastructure around uh, Carson Wentz than Washington is. So I don't think Washington will be any better. I think that's a win. So right now, I have the Titans at 3-2. and two, At 3-2 and two going into their bye. Okay? Next, Indianapolis at home with 10 days rest. I'm, I'm taking the win there. The Titans split with Indy. I'm taking the win against Indianapolis. The Titans move to four and two. Okay? So I got the Titans at four and two right now. Then they're on the road against Houston. Despite the fact I think that'll be a bad... Matt, I'm not having a bad day. That's asinine. Don't be a homer. Give me a break. I mean, half of the chat is saying I'm spitting, telling facts, being honest. And you want to say I'm having a bad day. You must be new here. Okay? I just keep it honest all the time. My day is actually great. I got off my diet today. I had the best burger uh, in the Midwest today at the best burger restaurant in the Midwest. Had a good half of Eisen at dinner. Tannehill's choke job versus the Bengals really put us in a bad place. What do you mean? AJ and Julio went over 200 yards. The Titans rushed for four yards per carry. Uh, they had nine sacks, tied a playoff record against the Bengals. What about that is putting the Titans in a bad spot? The Bengals gave that game away to the Titans, but the Titans just gave it away harder. What are we talking about here? They threw three interceptions and terrible ones at that. That interception to Chester Rogers on the on the screen. I mean, give me a break. Man, yeah. Let, let's not, because we're getting closer to the season, let's not flower this out and look at everything in two-tone glasses. Tannehill choked, not the Bengals put them in a bad place. Tying a playoff record in sacks is putting the other team in a bad place? No. Giving up four yards per carry on the ground and 140 rushing yards. Giving up over 200 receiving yards and a touchdown to two guys. That's not putting yourself in a good place to beat a team. That's the Titans choking and handing the game away with three terrible interceptions and some horrifying play calling on fourth down. So, anyways, you guys in the chat. That was last year. Like, last year doesn't matter at all. Like, the team got better. Come on, guys. Come on, I got the Titans at four and two right now, and you guys are being crazy. Uh, the Bengals playoff loss hurt more, Rhett. By far, the Bengals playoff loss hurt more. That was an all-time performance by the Titans defense. Everything about the Titans was elite that day, except for the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. And two men single-handedly, I guess two-handedly, tanked one of the best performances we've seen from the Titans in the playoffs. So, yeah. Anyways, I can't, I can't. Get back into that. Let's move forward. But anyways, I got the Titans at 4-2, and two, beating Indianapolis in Week 7 after the bye. On the road against Houston, I got the Titans winning that one as well. So 5-2 and two right now. I'm so negative on the Titans. It's I'm so down on the Titans this year. I got them at 5-2. and two. Okay, so moving forward. Then, at Kansas City, Sunday Night Football. Sorry, guys, I'm going to make that a loss. 5-3. and three. Okay, the Titans don't have the offense to be able to keep up with Kansas City like they have in the past. Yes, Megan, it made J-Rob cry. You know why J-Rob cried, guys? Because he knew what was about to happen this offseason, and he knew that that was their best shot and that this season they wouldn't be better. So that's why J-Rob cried. Didn't all of you guys cry after that game? Let's just have a moment of honesty and a moment of trust. I cried after the game. It sucked. The Bengals, the Bengals are really fun, though. The Bengals are fun. 
good team, but I felt like the Titans did enough to win that game. And Tannehill and Todd Downing blew it. So, yes, still hurt. Sucks. But congrats to the Bengals. Um, so, 5-3 and three after a loss in Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, well, the Titans had a chance against Kansas City when they had Tyreek Hill. But, anyways, I still, but I think the Titans are significantly worse this year. So, that's my real issue with that. Uh, then Denver. I'm going to call that a loss, guys. I'm going to call that a loss. So, 5-4 and four right now after Week 10 for the Titans. On the road against Green Bay, sick for months. Uh, me and my sons cried. Uh, I was sad for a month. I still cried. Hey, guys, this is the trust tree. It's okay. We care about our team. We care about the team. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with caring about stuff in life. I think it's very important. <laughs> Russell gonna be hurt that game. Stop it, Foster. Uh okay, so I got the Titans at five and four after a loss to Denver. I'm gonna give them another loss on the road at Green Bay on Thursday night football. Five and five. Home Cincinnati. Revenge. I'm giving them a W. I came into it thinking loss, but revenge on Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati takes a step back this year as well. Not a Super Bowl contender. Probably a playoff team, but not a Super Bowl contender. So I got the Titans at 6-5. and five. At Philadelphia, I'm going to give the Titans a loss in that one, guys. I think Philadelphia will be improved, and that's just a tough place to play in a tough stretch. So 6-6 six and six for the Titans heading into their five last games. And this is why I said it's so important that the Titans have three games against Jacksonville and Houston in the final five games. Because I think the Titans will be fighting for their playoff lives at around 500. At home against Jacksonville, W. Titans move to 7-6. Seven and six. On the road against the Chargers, I'm going to give that a loss. 7-7. Seven and seven. At home against Houston, win. 8-7. and seven. At home against Dallas, win. 9-7. and seven. Away against Jacksonville, win. My initial prediction for the Titans. 10 and 7. 10 and 7. And I believe the Titans make the wild card at minimum. I think the Colts will be 10 and 7 too, personally. I think the Colts will be 10 and 7. So if the Titans and the Colts tie and they split the season tiebreaker, then it'll come or split the season series. It'll come down to tiebreakers and can't forecast that right now. So 10 and 7, my official prediction for the Titans in 2022, at least my initial projection for the Titans, 10 and 7. That's going to do it for me today, though. That's going to do it for me this week. I'm going to be back with you guys next week. I'm going to have more schedule reaction. I'm going to have my Malik Willis deep dive. Finally, I got a cool interview for you guys set up over the weekend that I'm excited to debut next week. We're going to go over the roster some more. I mean, so much has happened. A lot to talk about on the Locked on Titans podcast. So make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.